All right, my friends, and welcome to this week's episode of Forte Catholic. Father Anthony Sharapa is here with me today, and he has once again convinced me to watch wrestling. Oh, good old wrestling. There was a whole family affair. The whole family was watching this old Royal Rumble, and we talk about it. We uh, discuss uh, wrestling and my experience with it, my family's experience with it, uh, what Father Anthony thought, and how this whole scenario relates to how we can be evangelizing better. We also talk about uh, priest voice and maybe some Catholic speaker, some Catholic podcaster voice that can be a little cringe every now and then. We talk about where it came from, why it happens, and what we can do about it. It's a fun conversation. We hope that you enjoy it. If you do, please hit subscribe wherever you are listening on your podcast app, or especially if you're watching over on YouTube. Subscribe, hit the bell. You know the drill. Enjoy today's show. And welcome to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll. That is Father Anthony Scaramucci Sarapa. Hello, Padre. I totally zoned out right before you started, and that hello there really, really got me. <laughs> Kenobi. <laughs> General Kenobi. Uh, I, we caught him by surprise, just or I caught you by, by surprise, just like General Kenobi caught General Grievous by, by surprise. Mm-hmm. What a start we've had to this year podcast. <laughs> Beautiful. It's great. Uh, how are you, my friend? I'm doing well. Uh, I just got back from uh, the parish school that is, it's not a parish school. So uh, there's a school on my campus of my church, but it's not our school because everything's weird. Nothing makes sense. That being said, I went to the third graders and the fourth graders, and we talked about sin and the Trinity and death and hell. The third graders thought I was saying a bad word every time I said hell. I was like, oh, I wasn't ready for this. So it's a little chaotic, but hopefully they learned something. I don't know. The devil lives in H-E hockey sticks, Father. Yeah, that's what I should have done. They were just like losing their dang minds over the fact that I said hell. The teacher was like, whatever, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. It's in the Bible. Just like you're an ass. Ass is in the Bible. I mean, Mm -hmm. absolutely. You know, so those other words you can't say. They didn't. They didn't invent those big ones until many years later. <laughs> yes, hell's not a bad word. It's just the place your parents are going to go because none of them take you to mass on Sundays. <laughs> I think that's fine. I think it's fine. Yeah, yeah I'm. I'm start. Uh, I don't know if I should say what I was about to say, but uh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Prudence wins. Prudence does win. I think. I, I think there's only a couple of things I can say that actually hurt your feelings, and that might have been one of them. So we're just going to move forward Yikes. and talk about something that you actually enjoy. Are you ready for that? Okay, let's do that. <laughs> okay. Uh, WrestleMania, uh, not WrestleMania, the Royal Rumble happened uh, recently. And uh, we, you and I were, we had been texting. We were on the phone a couple of times because, like, I, I'm coming to see you again this summer. Hooray, it's happening. Uh, so we were kind yeah. of coordinating that. And so, somehow through text and uh, over the phone, you were like, Royal Rumble is happening this week, back in the weekend that it happened. And uh, I was like, okay, I, I, I can watch this. And so I put it on the calendar. And my wife's <laughs> first reaction, when because we have share a calendar, and she's like, yeah. Why is Royal Rumble on the calendar? <laughs> <laughs> who, who are we fighting? What's right. going on? Are there lords and ladies coming to battle us? What's what right. is what is happening? Yeah, exactly. Honey, be prepared. I've yes. got the shotgun. You take the pistol. It's coming, <laughs> and it's on the Google Calendar. <laughs> um, so, which that'd just be a, such a funny like modern war thing. It's like you know people yes. go to war with people that used to be their allies and you accidentally put it on the Google calendar and they're like, hey. <laughs> Wait a second, they're going to attack us. What a bunch no of jerks. <laughs> I thought I shut down that email account, you know. <laughs> put it on the calendar and I didn't really even think about it. I had it on the like on the calendar just in case we didn't have anything else to do. Like it wasn't like on the, the top of our priority list, you know, but football seasons had been winding down, you know, the playoffs were winding down. So we, you know, we had our, uh, on that weekend, there were playoff games only on Sunday, where the previous few weeks in the playoffs, there was games on Saturday. So, like, if there was a Saturday football game, that's what I would have been watching, but there wasn't. So I was like, you yeah. know what? We've got nothing better to do. And I didn't honestly, like, think it through until, uh, for us, it started at 7 p.m. Central. So I think it was a little later for you. But, yeah. uh, you know, 8 o'clock is the kids' bedtime on school nights. It's usually around 9-ish on the weekends. This is a weekend. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, 
if it was if their bedtime was eight o'clock, I'd just watch it by myself. But now they're not going to go to bed for two hours. So I texted you a very important question uh, right at the beginning. Do you remember what my one question about whether my family could watch this was? Oh, are there going to be swears? Yes. <laughs> are they well, going well, yeah. to be saying a lot of hockey stick words? Or are we? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I said not on purpose, uh, but there may be if like the wrestlers are, are mic'd or if they pick up something, there might be something. But it's not like they go all out or it's not like, you know, sure. Which like is 90s. pretty similar to the NFL, which like my, we watch together as, as a family, yeah. especially me, my wife and my son, but the girls are in and out all day. Cause like during football season, we have it on all day Sunday, right? Whether we're actively watching it, like it's just on whether we're yeah. good to the TV or like working here on the computer and watching it in the background. And it's the same kind of thing. It's like the announcers aren't going to cuss that like, you know, They'll show people mouthing words that are like, that look like the word vacuum, but you know that's probably not what they're yeah. saying. Um, yeah. And then maybe every now and then, if there's a live mic, a guy will walk by and say a word that he shouldn't say on national television. Uh, but you know, you can't really help those. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, if that's the same thing, that's fine. Ironically enough, uh, the only person who cussed was the NFL person. I don't know if you even picked up on that. I did because it was very oh. a big focus of mine. <laughs> Pat McAfee, yeah. who's an ex NFL player and current you know sports media sportscaster guy uh he's the only one who cussed throughout the evening i was like pat chill out man my kids are here (laughs) that's funny i was like halfless i really wasn't listening to the commentary much throughout the night so i must have missed that one yeah right so i started watching it and i like this is a follow-up to this past summer when we were together and we watched was it wrestlemania is that the thing that we watched did we watch yes it was wrestlemania then yeah Mm -hmm. okay so we had watched that one it was one of the big ones yeah it was one of the big ones. yeah yeah so the recap for those of you who didn't listen last summer but essentially it was like i i had never watched wrestling before as an adult like maybe as an eight-year-old but i never like actively watched wrestling and i fought anthony about it for years and i fi- finally gave in and watched it and i had a so-so experience like i was very confused i didn't really know what's going on uh you were very kind for the first half and then the second half you got annoyed with me being a jerk because maybe i was being a jerk and uh you know we, but it ended up being this like it was kind of a 50 50 experience of like i really sure enjoyed some parts and i was really like the reasons that i don't like wrestling were very apparent in that was like yeah that was absolutely. clearly fake that was clearly script like all, all these kinds of things like it's just certain things kind of rubbed me the wrong way but it was enough apparently and i didn't really know this i didn't search my heart until royal rumble <laughs> when you were like hey you should watch this and i'll be like okay i'm open enough to take this next step and both you and the like the commentary team were actually very helpful to us. Like you, mm-hmm. you answered some of my questions. They were answering a lot of my questions. And so we felt like we were like, uh, you know, entering into the RCIA process as a family into the, <laughs> the wrestling world. It was very fun. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, Taylor, I, I, the only reason why I brought up the Royal Rumble was to like irritate you. Like I really was not trying to get you to watch at all. Like I didn't think you would. And you kept, you mentioned it like a couple of times and then, like the night of, you sent me this text. And I'm like, is this actually going to happen? Yeah, yeah. I had given up all hope. <laughs> like, I had no idea. And then you're like asking me questions every once in a while, like throughout the night. I'm like, he's still watching? Yeah, what yeah. is going on? Oh, it, was it wasn't just me. me. It wasn't just yeah. me. It was me and my whole family. We got yeah. so into it. It started at <laughs> seven o'clock at night and ended at 11 o'clock at night. And like the times before that my children were able, like allowed to stay up that late on weekends were like, if we were traveling and even if we were traveling, like it was like, we're driving back and they're asleep in the car anyway. Right. Right. Or it's like my, my two sisters weddings, they got to stay up till 11 or like something real, like the Astros winning the world series. They stayed up till 10. Like there have been like, I could probably count on two hands. The amount of times my kids have been allowed to stay up until 11 and it's because we were doing something as a family and the thing that we did as a family for four hours was watch watch royal rumble and all five of us were thrilled we were so entranced we loved we loved it we just loved it that makes me so happy it was a great show it was a fun show and the royal rumble is definitely one of the most fun live events that they do it's just it's unique it's it's exciting we're getting into like kind of like the postseason of wrestling if you will with the super bowl being wrestlemania and this is like you know the beginning of the playoffs basically and it's it's a lot of fun so i was glad you sent me a picture 
of your son. And he's like <laughs> leaning over the table, standing up, like staring down the TV. I'm like, yeah, of course he likes it. He's a dude. Like, this is yeah. like, yeah, this is good. This is good stuff. <laughs> that was at like 10, 15 p.m. And he's still like locked in, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even the girls loved it. Like the... Like, so the Royal Rumble starts with like an hour and 30 minutes of all these girls essentially fighting each other. And yep. my girls were just absolutely loved it. Like at 1030, because they did the, yeah. like the girls Royal Rumble. And then they did like these four guys battling for a thing. That was the most confusing part of the thing. And then I was yeah. like, Roman wins. That's all I really needed to know. And then yep. they did the the Jake or Logan Paul. I don't know which one, but one of those Prowl brothers fought a hick and that was yeah. fun and then they did the uh like the men's royal rumble and like when the men's royal rumble was almost done it's 10 30 at night and my littlest daughter it's 10 30 at night and she's like when are the girls coming back i'm like oh, no girl baby we already watched the girls for an hour and a half. Yeah. she was They're so sad that. that the girls was like so oh. anyway it was just fun for the whole family um and i'm the, i only have i only have two bones to pick and i'll pick one of them now it's something that okay. you just said a moment ago you said that this is the the best wrestling event of the year at least in in your opinion it's right? a fan favorite yeah it, it's yeah. it's it's not the biggest but it's a big one and it's a fan favorite yeah my only bone to pick with you is uh why didn't we start here because you would have won me over so much quicker this event is a thousand times cooler than what we watched together this <laughs> summer a thousand times cool. There's just nothing like, especially for like a new budding fan. Like yeah. this was like, I got introduced to everybody. There were, yep. there were 75 fighters in this four hours and they're coming in every 90 seconds. There's always, there's always action happening. Like one of the things I kept complaining to you about was just like, there were just lulls in a lot of these fights, right? They're 15 minutes. And it's like, how many times can you fake tap somebody out at two and a half seconds? It gets, <laughs> it gets old. But when there's yeah, yeah. 90 people fighting at once, it's just like, Hey, I like her. Boo. I hate her. Boo. They're from Canada. Yay. We know her from the summer or yay. We know her from the trivia games or whatever. So yeah. like we got super into it and I'm mad at you that this isn't where we started. You didn't put your best foot forward. You know, it's because once again, I wasn't trying as hard as I should have been. Like the night that we watched wrestling, like, the father the, the thing was, story. Yeah. Yeah. Just not trying hard enough. Um, because like it was a, a party at my brother's house and wrestling was on, right? So there's a lot of hanging out and stuff, but at a certain point in time of the night, I'm like, I'm I'm gonna go watch this because I'm invested in these stories and everything. And so it just happened to be that you were there as the party kind of moved towards the TV, you came along with it. So it was kind of like uh, you know, like so, like wandering into like uh, a boring daily mass where you're like, what what is going on? It, it, none of this makes makes any sense to me. Whereas the Royal Rumble, you're right. You get to see people. You make immediate snap judgments about them. Uh, stuff is always moving, always happening. Uh, it, it's definitely a lot more exciting in that way, which is why it's one of the favorites. You know, you never know who's going to show up next, who's going to win. It's it's great. It was so much fun, and I think because somebody was introduced every ninety seconds, like a new person entering the ring. It's yeah. like the the announcers had to like explain who this was and and like explain some of the background. Obviously, you know we're new watchers; we don't know all the backgrounds between all these people. Right. But they were able to say like, "Oh, this person hates this person. Watch it whenever they get into the ring." Like they're just like mm -hmm. it, it didn't feel like an insiders event where like a lot of like the SummerSlam or whatever we watched this past summer. It did feel more like an insiders event, but. Not not close to, to insiders, but as an insider, I didn't feel, feel as welcome or explained or just know yeah. what was going on. Yeah. Whereas this one, I felt like this one was like made for us and y'all could enjoy it, too. That's more what it kind of felt like. Yeah, and I think I think that's that's probably purposeful on the WWE's part, because like I said, this is kind of gearing people up for the big money show that's coming in a, a, a month or two. So, yeah, it's absolutely that. And it's it's a great time. And I was I was like overjoyed that your family was having a good time it's just like it blew my mind every second i'm there watching with my brother and sister-in-law and we're doing the same thing except it's really fun with watching with my sister-in-law because she always judges the outfits particularly of the women and getting her perspective on stuff adds this entirely new dimension to wrestling that i never cared about so i get she like judges people solely on what they are wearing and gets very invested in it and it's like she has her favorites and like it's it's great so it's it's fun for for men and women for the whole family yeah i won't say that our family was dissimilar to your sister yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's about all we had to go on was like first impressions and first looks yeah. you know yeah. Uh, so I'll share some more things that that I that we liked, and then I'll share the final beef, and then we'll. Uh, I I think we have a pretty uh, 
pretty good connection to our, our faith and stuff, which okay. uh, we'll, we'll get to. People might be figuring it out already, but uh, we'll see how smart our listeners are. Okay. Hmm. Uh, one thing that I was not expecting that I really enjoyed was that, like, uh, for every other, like, uh, fighting sport I've ever watched, like uh, mm-hmm. MMA and uh, boxing, those are the two primary ones that I've watched before, like, uh, and now entering the ring at four foot eight. <laughs> there, I don't yeah. know why they're that small. At five <laughs> foot nine, two hundred twenty <laughs> pounds. <laughs> Father Anthony Sharapo, and you know, then they, they get to the let's get ready to rumble. Like that's yeah. what we're all kind of used to, and the fact that we got exactly that, but from a woman. Was one of the coolest things I've ever experienced in my life. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Samantha, I think. She's an amazing, amazing announcer. Like she is super intense, enthusiastic all the time. She's she's brilliant. She's great at uh, announcing all those things. And just with just same like intensity uh, as any any other announcer you've you've heard. Ring announcer. Yeah, she's 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 uh, another favorite. She's great. There was also uh, uh, sticking with uh, the women as a top uh, talking subject. Uh, one of the things that like made my heart leap, and it took me a, a while to figure out why. But now, once I figured it out, I know exactly why. Is uh, if you've ever uh, interacted with me at all, you know there's a lot of yelling and a lot of guttural noises, and the mm-hmm. fact that every single woman that came into the Royal Rumble. Like they kind of got their moment when they first came into the ring and they would take down whoever was leading at the time. And mm-hmm. then they would and do like this <laughs> guttural yell. Yeah. And I was just like, it, I was like, like I, my, my heart would skip a beat. So like I'd get goosebumps on my arm. I'm like, what is happening? Why do I like yeah. this so much? And I was just like, oh, like I found my people. <laughs> like like this, yeah. this is what I like in people. I like this yeah. guttural yelling. And you don't typically like. Could you imagine Allison Sullivan, Liv Harrison, <laughs> Catherine Whitaker making those guttural yells? I just can't. War cries. Yeah. yeah so it's, no. it's just not the like world of like the women in my world don't make those noises, and, yeah. and these women were, and it just it it just alivened something in me that I was like, I'm into this. <laughs> Well, I'm not gonna comment further on that, but I'm I won't either. Enjoyed okay. it. <laughs> <laughs> Logan Paul, I wrote down my notes. I know which one it was. What it, which one it was now? Yeah. Uh, he has something similar to me. I am similar to Logan Paul in one way, and I didn't think I, that's a sentence I would ever say because uh, they're, they're not super likable as a brothership. <laughs> no, no, they're yeah, not good people. <laughs> but Logan, and you told me this whenever uh, while we were watching him fight, we were texting back and forth. And you said that, like, he, he was one of those gimmick guys. And, like, another, yeah. like, gimmick guy that I liked was, like, one of the only reasons that I, why I knew who CM Punk was, who actually ended up doing very well and was one of the last two people in the Men's Royal Rumble. The only reason I knew who CM Punk was is because the Green Arrow from the CW show, The Green Arrow, Stephen Amell, had this, like, beef with, with CM Punk. So like okay. you know, Stephen Amell would come to wrestling events and they would fight and they were you know, all this oh, kind of stuff. Right. right. So, yeah. That was a thing of years back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a fun for me, but it was like, it was pretty clearly a gimmick. Like Stephen Amell, like looks like these wrestlers. Like he is, he's in such good shape. Like one of yeah. the, one of the reasons most guys watch the arrows to watch him work out and, and like aspirational. And the reason my wife watched was also to watch him work out for different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> so like, he started off as one of these gimmick guys, kind of like uh, what's his name, the 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 announcer, Pat McAfee. Like he was a gimmick yeah. in the middle of the, of the. He went in to go fight, and then he saw this huge guy, and then he ran away, and he didn't even end up fighting. Like clearly a gimmick, but like fun, right? Well, yeah, celebrity appearance, yeah. Mm-hmm. Logan was a gimmick, but not fun because nobody likes those Paul boys. But like by the end, like he's the real deal. He looks the part. He's incredible on the mat. He's super athletic. He's rocked out. He looks like Jake Gyllenhaal in these boxing movies. Like he looks incredible. He's doing so well. Like he won me over. I came into the evening hating him and he won me over. I hate how much I love him in wrestling. <laughs> uh, like so even his like his promos and his interviews and stuff. He's amazing. Of course, he's good at talking. Uh, he's is his character work as acting like a bad guy, of course, is great. And he's so good. It's insane. He's he's a prodigy. He's actually just signed up to like be full time in the WWE. 
Um, and uh, he's actually one of their champions. They don't put championships on celebrities. It's not a thing that they do. They do like the gimmick matches, right? Um, but he is just so good. <laughs> it's insane. It's insane. I'll have to send you more clips of him of doing just insane stuff. Uh, and yeah, he has, all, I mean, um, tons of, res- he, he gets tons of respect from the other wrestlers too. I've seen other interviews with him. John Cena was giving him props in an interview. Um, just saying how much he respected Logan Paul and the work he's doing in the WWE. So it's, it's, it's been one of the more confusing things in my wrestling fandom, how like, I love Logan Paul as a wrestler. Like he's, he's the best. It's, it's very confusing for my head and for my heart to see this man be so good at all the wrestling <laughs> things, all of them. He's a brilliant at, and then he's like, ah, but I hate him, but I love him. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, here's my final, my, uh, my final bone to pick. That was all the good stuff. My final yeah. bone to pick. I have one issue and yeah. this was, it's similar to an issue from last summer where like, I didn't like when things were clear. Like I understand that it's scripted and like things are staged, yeah. but like when they make it clear that it's staged, it's like, come on guys, like you could have done better. Right. Yeah. Sure. There, there, there's a man who entered the ring who I'd never heard of before. But when I watched him walk in, my first <laughs> thought was why have I not heard of this man before? And two, how did he not win Royal rumble immediately when he walked into the ring? This man's name is Oso. He's seven foot three, seven foot four, 400 plus pounds, like probably 6% body fat. Like this man is legitimately Goliath and no one had a sling and rocks. I don't understand how he lost. And he got into the ring and literally I'm look, I'm just looking at this specimen of a human being. And I'm like, how does he not win this? I just don't, I don't see a way that he loses. And sure enough, he's one of the people that lasted the least amount of time. He got into the (laughs) ring, knocked some dudes over, like three of the biggest dudes, knocked them over with one arm punch. And then the way that he lost 60 seconds after he got in is he went. Because the way that people get knocked out is they go over the top rope. The only way that he lost is there was somebody in his ear or in the script saying, okay, go lay on the top rope now. And someone just pushed him off. Like no <laughs> one got him to the top rope. Cause that's physically impossible. Oso should yeah. be the reigning champion. He should fight <laughs> Roman Reigns tomorrow, steal his belt and then pummel Roman Reigns into the mat. Like there should, there's just no reason that that man is not the greatest fighter of alive. There's no way. You know, there's a, a few things. One, he is an insane. Uh, his is um, like stage name, if you will, is Omos. And all of these wrestlers, all of them are huge men. Like they are giant men. And he made them all look like little boys. They, like seriously. that was that was my comment. Like they all look like little boys next to this man. They all looked right? huge until he walked in. And then we're like having to regauge our entire understanding of the human race. Yes. Yeah, it really is. It just it <laughs> breaks your brain. But there's I mean, there's a history of this in the WWE and in wrestling in general that those guys, they don't get titles because you'll pay just to see them. They don't need a title to make them big. Like this was uh, true with Andre the Giant, who was the Omos of his era. He almost never had a title. He, But you just paid to see this specimen of human being. So it's it's kind of a booking. I totally get where you're coming from. Like, yeah, he should destroy everybody. And there's always that threat that he might Right. That's part of like, like he could, he might look how giant he is, but they like, they never give those guys the belts for long, unless you, you're counting Brock Lesnar, which he's held titles for forever. And he's a terrifying looking human being as well. Uh, but he's he he looks small in, in comparison to Omos. Like they had a feud. I'm like, how do you make Brock Lesnar look like a little boy? And it's it's insane. So I you know what? I'll give you that one. That yeah. that's that's a tough thing to swallow there like there's a lot of there's a lot of suspension of uh um disbelief in wrestling you have to to enjoy it but i can see how that one would push it it was the one like and what's crazy is like i felt like that way of like there's no way like i even understanding that it's scripted and all this stuff i was just like i don't see a way out of this scenario right and (laughs) like there there was like it would happen maybe 30 to 40 percent of the time in that first one that we watched this was the only thing like everything yep. else worked. Like, <laughs> like I felt it only one percent of the evening. And I watched for yep. four hours. So, like over the course of four hours, like it was just a way better event for me as a skeptic. But that was yep. the one time I'm like the only the only way that he lost is he went and took a nap on the top rope. Like I could have yep. pushed him over. You know what I mean? Like when you're <laughs> laying on a rope. Okay, just yep. go shove him, and he falls off. Like okay, fine. 
But I yeah. don't know, man. I was just like, the dude should win. And, and like, I even I get what you're saying. Like, because like right when you said that, I was like, oh, Andre the Giant. But like, yeah, he has to win at some point because uh, I called him a word that I won't say here on the show. But like, at some point, he becomes a joke. And like, like to me, he came in as the coolest person and he left as a joke, which I don't ah, think is okay, I got you. fair to him. I think yeah. he needs to be like become the champion in something, the heaviest of the heaviest of heavyweights. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, maybe that's why maybe they give him a belt for the 450 plus pound people because he's the only one. Like, you know, like, yeah, I don't know. But I, I just feel like you need to give him the trophy once so that because then it would be a cool story that David knocks out the Goliath. You know, you could do something like that. But like the fact that he went out faster than almost everybody else, like freaking. Ray Mysterio's son, who Ray Mysterio <laughs> was like my favorite person. I don't hate anybody alive more than I hate Ray Mysterio's son, and I only hung out with him for an hour. I hate yeah. that little guy. I hate him, and he like he helped get the big guy out. I'm like, yeah. he's yeah. half my size. <laughs> That's the brilliance of Ray Mysterio's son is that he is the most hated guy in the WWE. Like literally, you know, oftentimes wrestlers will grab a mic, cut a promo, talk in the ring. Every time he touches the mic, you cannot hear a word he is saying because the stadium boos him so much. <laughs> he is the best bad guy in the WWE because everyone hates this. Like, because his dad is a legend and such a good guy, and he's this sniveling dude who is like, he's like in storyline dating this like beautiful like badass woman, and like everyone just hates him so much. So the fact that you only had a few glimpses of him and you immediately hate him is just proof no, of his I genius. I didn't have a few he's glimpses. Really he lasted an hour and ten minutes. And meanwhile, the giant got knocked out in seconds. Stupid. But I get your point. Yeah. Okay. That's That's my last bone to pick. Oh, oh, I mean, overall, having two bones to pick over four hours. Like, it was just an incredible experience. And I started thinking about how, I started thinking about how well you evangelized me (laughs) into wrestling, right? And so I started thinking back about, like, how it worked. And for years... I made fun of you and made you feel like a nerd loser for years. And I think a lot of people make their Catholic friends feel that way. You Mm -hmm. stupid idiots. You wasted your Sunday morning. You're going to some 2,000-year-old thing. Don't you know it's all fake and staged and scripted? (laughs) (laughs) Scripted. There is a script to it. (laughs) And so, like, like, you did a very good job of just, you know, like, you had your joy. Like, that's the main thing is this is something mm-hmm. that you love and you enjoy and nothing that I could say would ever make you go away from it. If anything, Correct. it made you push it even harder. Um, <laughs> and then, like, we kind of got to the, like, I was thinking a lot about the RCIA because, like, our friendship is the way that I first even, like, talked. Like, I would never have talked about wrestling at all just because it's not part of my world. Nobody in my life really cares uh, until yeah. you came along. And then, you know, you started talking about it sharing about it. And then finally we had this big thing this summer. That was a mixed bag. I think we both came away feeling very mixed about the situation. Like I came away mixed about wrestling. I came away mixed about how I handled it. I came away mixed about how you and everybody else in the room handled it. Like it was just a mixed experience. (laughs) Some good, some bad. And then I had this great experience where like I was sharing in your joy. You were sharing in your joy. You were like, Hey, this thing's happening. I'm watching it. I invite my, like I find out it's family friendly. We, the whole family watches it. It becomes this is super enjoyable event. You're thrilled. I'm thrilled. My daughters are into it. Now, to the, I don't think I've told you this part yet. Uh, now, anytime we're watching TV and like a WWE commercial comes on, like my kids get flip out and get super excited. They're so-and-so. <laughs> they're so-and-so. Like they're just super into it. All yeah. because primarily you did, you did two things. One, you shared your joy and you never backed down from it. Two, mm-hmm. you answered questions. Which is a lot of this like beginning of the RCA process. When people come to yeah. the RCA process, they're like, God's not real. H- how is God real? And then Father Anthony <laughs> and the team has to answer that. Or, yeah. um, you know, this, um, this is all fake. Prove that it's not. Or uh, why are these people doing this? Why is that guy a bad guy? Like they're asking all these similar questions in RCA. And then we just answer them. And so, like, I'm not, I'm not a wrestling fan, right? But I feel like, you know how there's like the... Um, like if you start RCA and you're two weeks in and then you get killed, you know, it's this baptism by desire, right? Oh yeah. I'm sure, not a wrestling sure, fan yeah. yet, but if I died today, it could say on my tombstone, like an aspiring wrestling fan, right? Like- <laughs> I, they, I hope they don't put that on your tombstone. I think you deserve better, but sure. Yeah. <laughs> so Taylor I just w- Schroll, aspiring wrestling fan <laughs> that sums up your life. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what? I'm putting it in my will. That's what. I, that's all I want. Because it's funny. Because it's funny. funny. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. If I, I'm saying it right now here publicly, if I die before the age of, yeah, if, if I'm under the age of 50, if I die at 49 and uh, 364 days, that's what has to go on my tombstone. And I want all of the listeners to hold my wife to that. While she's in mourning, I need you all to help out. It's like, oh, Sam, I know this mourning, is really tough, I'm but like, Sam, trust me, this is this is funny. This is like really funny. We got to do it. We got to do it. It's like hilarious. <laughs> come on. Come on. Come on. You know what, though? You know what? The, I will say this. I teach RCA. I'm going to teach it later tonight. And uh, I will say this. It is easier to make someone a Catholic than to make you a wrestling fan. Because <laughs> at least most people who enter RCA are like kind of vaguely on board, right? Like they usually believe in God and they're searching for something, right? At least in my experience, the last three years, you were totally against this thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was definitely in harder. this, in, in this, for this to comparison to work, I was a Satanist. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. That's the more accurate thing. <laughs> But it's true because, you know, it was one of those things where, like, I would just occasionally invite you or just by talking about it or bringing it up or saying this is a thing that I'm doing, you know, and it wouldn't be all the time. But like, this is a part of my uh, part of my life as a as a hobby, a thing that I watch. And in a lot of ways, I mean, like you said, it was um, your trust in me, in our friendship that brought you to be slowly open to this thing. And really, it's the same thing with the faith. Like, it's the. uh for us today, the people who are brought in, it's because their, you know, fiance is into the faith or um, for this one family, their daughter it goes to Catholic school, but neither of them are Catholic and their daughter loves it so much. It drew them in. Right. So it's that relationship that allows them to, you know, trust the process and be open to it. It's like, I'm not sure about this Catholic thing, but I do trust you. And you seem to really like this thing or love this thing. This is a huge part of your life. And I like you. So. That's, that's there's something there and that's really how normal evangelization works right yeah and i think um yeah i've said the two primary thing i think i think you're right i think it's building building trust building relationship but like sharing the joy no matter what no matter how hard mm -hmm. the other person's pushing against you and realizing <laughs> yeah. that that's like that sharing the joy constantly despite people being maybe rude about it it mm -hmm. is actually what helps win people over. And then two, like the, the one thing, cause like you're teaching RCA, I'm teaching this foundations course, literally both tonight as we're talking about this. And like mm -hmm. the one thing that I kept thinking about was just like, you didn't do a lot of, uh, you actually tried, you tried to teach me wrestling and it didn't mm -hmm. work. Whenever we were at your brother's house, uh, hours before you showed me like a 40, a 40 minute video about like backstories and I could yeah. not care any less. It actively yeah. made me angry. Actively yeah, made yeah. me angry because I'm like, this is stupid, and and I feel for I feel like you're forcing this on me, right? I showed but, you a form to video out of nowhere, basically. Yes, <laughs> yes, like, exactly. <laughs> you were trying to catechize me before I was evangelized, but what yeah. worked? What worked was as we we <laughs> sat and we watched it together, and yeah. I would ask uh, a varying array of questions from serious to uh, to stupid to like pointedly being a jerk, and you would answer <laughs> all of them. Right. And so <laughs> yeah. th there's just so much more to answering people's questions, like in conversation while doing the thing together more than trying to like, Hey, let's go into the deep cuts. Cause that's essentially what it was. It wasn't a intro to wrestling. It was let's go through 12 years of backstory for these nine characters. I'm like, I don't care. I don't know who these people are, you know? <laughs> so, uh, but like, so I, I don't know. I think there was just, there's a lot of parallels for like what you did well is what we need to do well as a, as a church. And what you didn't do well is actually what we do as a church more often. We try to yeah. catechize, teach the deep stuff before we're like, hey, what do you think about this? Let's just try this together. And yeah. let's put our best foot forward and take them to the Royal Rumble and not the stupid <laughs> random Friday one that we watched or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. It's funny because it's, it's oh, what I was going to say about that. It's like a lot of times like we want to tell other people what we think they should know. It's like, right. this is the thing that matters to me. You should know this thing instead of being like, what would you like to know? Do you have questions that like arise from your heart? And if you can touch on those things, then that makes it more open other than like so often we get so excited. And this is sometimes a danger with RCA teams um, that we'll be talking about something and then someone will bring up this like super deep cut devotion about how somebody was like tortured and killed and but it's actually really awesome. And, I, and all of the like. This person on the team is like really excited about this thing. And I look and I see 
archaic humans and candidates and their horrified and confused right. faces. <laughs> but why are we talking about this? Right. right. And like, I have that temp- everyone, everyone, you know, because we're excited about all the Catholic things, but being patient, listening to what the person is actually interested in and answering those questions. That's what matters. Right. It's the, we're not even sure if we're down with Fatima yet. Why are you bringing up Medjugorje? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Who's Mary? And what do you believe about her? Exactly. Exactly. Actually, just... she showed children a vision of hell. And don't right. worry, it's cool though. No, what? no. Hockey you sticks. Can't start she there. showed children a vision of hockey sticks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, hockey sticks. Sorry. All right. Well, uh, I want you to be very proud. As I look now, we just did a double stuffed uh, segment about wrestling. 34 minutes, which is double a, what a normal segment should be on the I show. I was thinking about the entire time, like, we're still talking about wrestling. This is amazing. I want you to be very, very proud. So, uh, whenever we come back as uh, punishment for your crimes, I'm going to make you do something very silly. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. We're going to try a quick and fast commercial once again. I am once again asking you for reviews for the podcast over on Apple Podcasts, especially five stars, two sentences. It'll take you a few seconds to do that while you're listening to the next segment. Super easy for you to do. Very helpful for us. We would truly, truly appreciate it. Make sure you hit that subscribe button right back to the show. I'm being nice to you. Be nice to me. Enjoy the rest of the show. Welcome back to Forty Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll. That is Father Anthony Scaramucci Sharapa. What, uh, what was the bad nickname I gave you last month that you didn't like? Oh, I, I think it's something like Irish. You started doing like Irish or English names, maybe that bothered me. Like, oh, it wasn't Mi- like your Mi- 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 Mixerapa or something like that. And you hated it was that something goofy something like that. that. Yeah, yeah, that 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 got to me. <laughs> anyway, whatever I said then, insert that into your mind now. That's how Aww. I want you going into this segment. After, <laughs> I, I, I built you up for thirty-five minutes, and now I have to tear you down. So mm. I was just listening to uh, a podcast. Uh, I've talked before on the show. I don't know if I've talked with you at all, but I like about my love for Malcolm Gladwell and how even if I don't agree with everything he says, he makes me he as a thought leader, he makes me think about my own positions more than anybody I listen to. Uh, have I talked yeah. to you about him at all? You've talked to me about him. I'll, I don't think so on the show, but yeah, you've mentioned. Him okay. Before. So people push back on. It's like, oh, he's not Catholic. I'm like, neither are you. Shut up. You know, like, like, leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> he's not trying to be Catholic. You're just a bad one. Yeah, worse, you're just bad know. at it. You know, he's, he's better at doing what he has chosen to do than you are at doing what you chose to do. So listening to his podcast called Revisionist History, it's one of the top podcasts in the world. You know, he has all these audio bo- or these books. I've listened to a lot of his audio books. Uh, so a lot of just a lot of what he says challenges me. Like he he will. Like he's a little bit more left leaning than I am, uh, but he makes me rethink a lot of my positions and either get stronger on my positions or change a little bit. Like that's just how I don't know. <laughs> I think it's a good thing that you yeah. have some thoughts challenged every now and then. But anyway, uh, I listened to his full season. It was kind of a tough season. It was about guns and gun violence. So there was a lot of like mm. very difficult stories to hear. And after that season uh, released, they did some like retrospective on the season and like even like they kind of let people challenge them on some of their assertions. Like it's just a cool, I don't know. I like the whole process of it. Yeah. But after that season ended, um, there was somebody else and they do this a lot in like podcast networks. And I think uh, his podcast uh, network does a very good job of like promoting other people who like aren't as popular. So this other guy had this podcast and it was about pilot voice, pilot voice. So like aircraft pilots. So yeah. there's a, for some strange reason, like what voice pops into your head whenever I say pilot voice? Pilot voice. Uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is uh, your captain speaking. And uh, we'll be heading out in about 45 minutes here. Uh, headwinds uh, going. Maybe we'll get you there a little bit earlier. Uh, buckle up and blah, blah, blah. Like something like that. It's not great. Right. I'm not no, a great was great. guy. Uh, congratulations. We have a clapping sound effect of me clapping but my people, hands people, you get the gist. Yeah. Right. <laughs> they do the uh and the yeah. Uh, it's one of the things I've never noticed because I stopped listening to them years ago. I just put my AirPods in and I'm gone yeah. the moment I sit down on the plane. You know, like, yeah. oh, oh, this is how you save your life if you crash. I'm like, we're all going to die if you crash. I don't really care what yeah, you have to say. There's no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you Sully Sullenberger? Then no, I'm not going to listen to you. So, but as I'm listening to this, they were doing examples, like almost exact, like you, there was a pretty good impersonation that you were doing. Yeah. There's this like Southern kind of nature to it, which like, mm-hmm. Is every pilot from the South? No. There's no. this, uh, they, they, they had a, there was a female pilot on it that they had her do it. I'm like, this sounds weird. Like, <laughs> like it's just not a thing, right? And it's not that yeah. like, you know, they were even talking about it. It's not this sexist thing. Like maybe there's some like deep rooted sex. Like why are all pilots large, white, large, tall white men 
And why do they all pretend like they're from the South? Why do these people who have to be pretty smart to do all the things that they're doing sound dumb? Like, Mm -hmm. if I was editing their talk, I could edit their two-minute conversation down to 90 seconds because they ummed for 30 seconds. Like, there's Mm -hmm. just this... Why, why is anything the way that it is? Like, that's essentially yeah. what this podcast was exploring. <laughs> and they, they threw out some things. Apparently, there's this famous pilot in, like, a TV show that everybody's kind of mimicking. But then, like, even, even at the end of the episode, they didn't really... There was no real explanation for why this is the way that it is, other yeah. than the fact that everybody does it. And that mm-hmm. became this... Like, the point. The point... What is the pilot trying to get across they're trying to make you feel safe because they said in varying degrees whether you fly all the time or this is your first time flying there's just varying degrees of like hey we're all going up in a metal tube that can explode forty thousand feet up into the air like you Mm -hmm. you want to help people calm down right like that's that's a big part of the thing it's it's how they were taught like whoever's training them is teach like for whatever reason uniformity gives us comfort and yeah. the slow nature of them talking. And I heard a lot of these pilots. Some of the ums is that while they're doing the announcement, they're also like flipping all those buttons and levers. So they're thinking about other things. But also some of them said that they do it longer on purpose because the slow nature communicates. We're, we're chill and relaxed. So, so should you. It was fascinating. Fascinating. It is fascinating. They, that's true. I never thought of it. But if there was like a really like peppy like pilot got on the thing was like, Hey, let's get ready to fly an airplane. This is going to be fun. I'd be like, Oh, get me off the plane. I don't trust this That's guy. Spirit you know? Airlines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, Oh, something is terribly wrong. There is something about like, yeah, that, that slow uh, voice, but also like the fact that that's what you hear. Like I've been on flights before. That's what the pilot sounds like when I've lived through a flight. He sounds like that again. I feel like I'm going to live through this flight again. I think, yeah, I never thought about it that way, but that's there's something to that. It's this weird thing. Like, there, there, there could be some pushback about some, you know, it's not a foreign voice. It's not a female's voice. It's not a northern. Like, there's, there's some pushback against it. That's fair. But yeah. also, it's like a lot of, a lot of jobs hire based on, like, physical looks. And yeah. like you don't see the pilot, so the only way that they're able to communicate that this is the same as every other flight that you live fo- through is the voice. It's just this fascinating thought experiment of like that because Malcolm's trying to attack it, like he's trying. Yeah. To, they're, they're they're trying to say like, oh, there's something wrong with this systemically. Why is it white yeah. men? Why is it not women? Why is it? And like even the female pilot, she was so funny. She was. She was joking, like, even when she does it, she's still trying to imitate, like, she's not trying to sound like a man, but she's still doing the um, so she's, like, even she is trying to sound as much like what we're used to, and her her last name is S-T-A-H-L, so even she's smart enough to say... Because usually they'll say like, "Hey, this is this is Captain Taylor speaking," and I'm so glad that y'all are here at this American Airlines flight. She she doesn't even say her last name because no one wants to hear the word "stall" right before they go up into a plane. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so it got me thinking because like like right whenever they said pilot voice, I had never really thought of it or heard of pilot voice, but immediately I knew what it was and I knew exactly what it sounded like. Right. But then two, I thought about priest voice. We all know that priest voice is a thing. What what priest is priest voice for those uh, for those who are uh, see? Who I think know. I think this is a I think it's a little bit more varied. Um, I think well, it depends. First of all, I can't keep out of my mind this scene of little Jimmy Crashendai who can wants to be a pilot but never can because of his last name. But moving that aside, <laughs> priest voice like priests do this thing where like they talk like however they talk, but once they start doing mass, their voice changes. And a lot of times it becomes a little bit slower, a little bit more, uh, not even slower, but I think we try to sound more profound and it comes across as odd. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, like in attempting to sound more profound, you sound like weird and not human. And <laughs> but the thing is, the thing is, if you don't deal with that or fix that in seminary, no one's ever going to mention it to you ever again. And oh, so I will. Just, oh, yeah, you will. Yeah, you, you say all kinds of stuff nobody does. You know, that's, that's like you, you're an outlier. You're welcome. <laughs> like, I have one buddy um, who, it, total Yinzer, Pittsburghese all the way. 
And then when you hear him say mass, like, are you a weird British person? What are you doing? (laughs) Has no one told you to stop doing that thing? (laughs) You know? Um, And I was aware like that. I definitely, uh, you know, I was either doing readings or proclaiming the gospel. And I'm sure as I was, you know, saying mass as well, that I would take on this, like, I'm trying to sound important because the words are important. But the thing is, you can't hear it yourself. Like, I have no idea how badly my how bad my priest voice is. I'm totally like used to it. I at times try to make myself sound more natural, but it takes a lot of work because you instinctually try to change your voice when you say mass. It's this weird thing. But yeah, I think over the years that I've known you, you've gotten better at it. You've gotten you sound more like Anthony. At yeah. mass. There's a little bit it's of a Father little- Anthony, but it's not Father somebody else, like which I think right. there was more of at the beginning, which is natural. I'm not attacking you about this at all no. because it's a normal thing. And I think just like the pilots, they were taught how to do this by somebody who sounded like that. So I would imagine at the beginning of your years, you sounded a lot like my, here's my theory. We'll see if you agree. You sounded yeah. a lot like your, the people at the, uh, at the seminary that were teaching you. And you probably also sounded like uh, either a priest that you grew up respecting or just other priests that you respected. That That's kind of my theory about why you would sound like, or you or anybody would sound like priest voice. Yeah. I think it's definitely, definitely a part of it. Um, uh, because a lot of priests have priest voice. And so when you're saying the words of a priest, you, you jump into that. And some of it can be specific to the person. But I think part of it is like your priest voice is born. It comes into the world the first time you practice mass. Right. Because like it's such a weird thing to be just a dude. And then you start saying mass. Like the it's something that's underappreciated because it's the weirdest thing. And most people don't experience it. But like becoming going from a regular guy to saying mass the thing is, you're still a regular guy, but now you're saying mass and your brain breaks a little bit when you do that. And you just this weird voice comes out of your head because it's such a weird thing to do to like before my words did nothing. Now they make Jesus. I guess my words should sound different, says my like subconscious brain. Right. You right. know, and it just it's weird. The, the, the words this is my body should be different uh, than go John Cena during WrestleMania. That's what you're saying. <laughs> some of it, I mean, there is something to that, right? <laughs> you know, I agree with you. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, I understand. there'll be some people, some deacons, and some people who preach the gospel, and they'll say it like they're just having a regular conversation, and that bothers me a lot. And then other people go the absolute opposite way, where it's like nobody sounds like that. Jesus didn't sound like that. His apostles didn't sound like that. Why are you being so dramatic and weird? These, that's not how words and sentences work, right? So it's 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 very odd. I, I can't quite pin it down. But definitely, yeah, I, I see your point. I'm going to uh, share an example here that might rub some people the wrong way. Because it, it's something that I, it's, it's along these same, these same lines. It's something that I used to love when I was young and pious. And now that I'm old and less pious, I don't like it. Uh, mm-hmm. so, uh, there was a pair, I, I literally talked for years about how much I loved this. And now because of rethinking it, I don't, but <laughs> when a priest, every mass, I could see if a priest is having a genuine experience of like kind of this wrestling of what you're talking about, of like, I'm a human mm-hmm. man and I'm doing this incredible God thing. Like if yeah. it's genuine, that's fine. But when it's every Sunday and you're holding up the host and you say this is Oh, no, 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 no. My. No, no. Body. I'm like, Jesus wasn't having a stroke during the Last Supper. He was scheduled to die the next day. Like, you can chill out. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I I can't stand the super slow. When when someone says the words so slowly that the sentence loses its meaning, like you forgot what the sentence was because all you hear is each individual word and it has no coherent meaning. Stop doing that. Like, yeah, the thing is, in the book where we read from, all the words are printed normally, but those words of consecration are in all capital letters. You have to and yell I think it. that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is all my body. <laughs> it looks also like not a Trump how Jesus tweet, said it. Right yeah, in the exactly. middle of a missile. You're like, what? What is going on? Um, it's, <laughs> so I think some people like. I think it's just there to make it look, make it very easy to read, and as a you know reminder, this these are the words of consecration. Don't mess it up. It doesn't mean sound like a weird pious robot. Like, <laughs> right. yeah. don't do that. Say the sentence. Say what it means. Don't just right. say words. Say, give meaning, not just words. Right. I, I can't stand that when people do that. Yeah. So uh, some of it is there's this balance between like why do people do 
priest voice and i'm going to start opening it up to the next conversation so as i'm gonna let you uh i'm gonna let you give me some feedback because like you said you can't hear priest voice i want to hear what you think mine is like what are uh, i have some thoughts but again i'm not someone else so like my catholic podcaster voice my catholic speaker voice that sort of thing right so Mm -hmm. one of the reasons that i think people do this and it's not necessarily a bad thing is or like where it comes from is like you're doing things you're mimicking stuff that you've seen work before. That's what we all do mm-hmm. in every aspect of life. If I see somebody shoot a basketball correctly and it goes in a lot, and then I see somebody else shoot with their elbow all the way out to the right and they make 10% of their shots, I'm going to mimic the guy that's working. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. we all grew up. And even now it's like, if I see somebody doing something as a parent or as a Catholic and it's working for them, I'm probably going to mimic what they're doing. And I might even, even in vocally, I might even sound like them, right? Like I've heard Catholic speakers give great talks. Chris and I just uh, did like a full breakdown of Monsignor Shea's talk from Focus. Like it it worked and I was kind of at a loss of like why it worked because it's just very different from what I would do. Like it's it's good to challenge these things, but also recognize where they come from. It's like it worked for them, but it it won't necessarily work for you. And that's why I think over the course of the years, like I've connected with you as a priest because of you, not your influences, even though they're a part of who you are. Like, so, but like I connect with you as a person. So when I go to your mass, I kind of want you to sound like the person that I've connected with. So there's something to that. So uh, do you, like when you hear me talk, do you hear any influences like a Catholic podcaster voice or a Catholic speaker voice or like, uh, you can be honest. Have you ever heard any of those things? Uh, yeah, I'll say I think uh, two things. Um, the way like when you, you do get into like podcaster mode as when you are setting something up or transitioning or doing something. But that doesn't bother me because, you know, you're doing a thing. The one, the one thing I do notice is that in real life, you are loud, but not in the way you are when you're podcasting. <laughs> right. In real life, the volume is just turned up. You talk like a normal person. It's just happens to be quite loud right <laughs> whereas whereas when you're podcasting it's both loud and energetic so it's one of those things like do you realize how loud i'm next to you in the car like do you realize how loud you are <laughs> i'm right here dude <laughs> but that's just kind of how you talk it's fine it doesn't bother me <laughs> but like whereas podcasting it's also like the energy that you give to everything it's amped up whereas like yeah you you um and sometimes when we have our our little genuine chats when we get like real on the podcast yeah it'll be more like how we talk in like real life sometimes but uh i think it's just the intensity but uh that people when you say you're loud you are you, you just, your volume is, is is louder than most people's <laughs> right <laughs> just it's not always as intense you know there's a difference sure and, and like that's not a secret i mean the show's called forte catholic and that's not a surprise <laughs> yeah. to me uh but what's interesting <laughs> is is like there's a difference there between huh. like priest voice or like what I typically hear Catholic speaker voice is that's just naturally how I am. Like, it's not like I picked that up from somebody else. That's how I've been my entire life. Right. Yeah. Uh, But there was something now I've talked about this before. People think there's a, a people that only listen to the podcast often think it would be weird for me to give a talk at their church or like at a retreat. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's different, but I'm still me. And I think for years, I was a lot more serious at talks and a lot more like crazy yelly here. And I mm-hmm. think both have kind of merged a little bit into like being a more integrated person, just as I've one got older, but two, just like gotten more, like I've just done more podcasts and done more talks. And it was actually Alex Gote who's been on the show before. Uh, and he, I would do retreats with him and he yells practically the whole time. And he's not as loud of a natural person as I am. But he started yelling not just the bad stuff, which I've heard before. Whenever I was yelled at in church stuff, it was always like, you suck and you're a sinner. Like, those are the yelling talks, right? Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> nobody ever yelled the good news at me until I heard Alex yell the good news at me. And, like, yeah. now that's a huge part of what I do. So I think again, it wasn't a priest voice, but like Catholic speaker voice and somebody that I respect and look up to. And I think that they're talented. It was like, it's not that I'm imitating him, but it it gave me the freedom to unlock this part of myself that I had been keeping from people. And like, I can think about it. literally when I was in Ireland, I'm yelling like the gospel news at them. I'm yelling at them about how Jesus died and rose again, because we're so used to hearing that. That I kind of, like, my theory is you kind of have to say it very differently for it to set in that a human man was dead 
And then three days mm-hmm. later, he's like, hello. <laughs> like, that's a yeah. crazy story. And we're just like, yeah, Christ dies, died. Christ is missing. Christ is coming again. <laughs> no, it's insane. Like, it's an insane thing it is to insane, say. Yeah. So I know that yelling is another thing. But uh, is there anything else? Any other any other uh, influences you see? Yeah, definitely for me. Like, my, I, I definitely have a preaching voice. Like, it's rare when I preach in my normal voice and it throws people off. Sometimes that happens. Um, and thinking about it, like it's definitely modeled after uh, my spiritual director slash the who I thought was the best preacher in seminary, uh, where I, I end up sounding like I'm I'm trying to be someone like much, much wiser than a 34 uh, year old should be. And it becomes very grave. And then there's still humor in there, but it ends up being very dry. And I almost like don't care if you laugh or not. And it becomes like this. Thing. So it's it's thinking about it. Like it's I'm trying to be that guy. Now, I'm not trying to be that guy. I just think what he did was effective. You're not that guy, pal. You're not that guy. I'm not that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't smoke nearly enough cigarettes to be that guy. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. It's because it's I saw it as effective. Like people were drawn in to his short homilies, to his long homilies. You knew that every word he was going to say mattered. And the images he was, was going to say were going to be powerful. And the way he talked like helped that. I think I'm drawn to that style of preaching. And so that'll make my preaching voice which I think even sounds different than my saying the Eucharistic prayer voice, which I think is actually more natural than my preaching voice. Yeah. Yeah. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to test this mm-hmm. out. We're, we're, we're going to see how well we can do these things. I just texted you. I I, uh, I would like you to pull up what I just texted you. And as I was driving home from giving a talk last night where I yelled quite a bit and like I, I, I sweat through my shirt in 30 minutes. It's ridiculous. Like how much energy I give into these things. And yeah. uh, you know, maybe that's a problem, but it, it is what it is. And it, se- it seems to work. I got paid. So whatever. All right. Uh, the Gettysburg Address by Abraham Lincoln. And uh, not the whole thing, but I have snippets from f- some of the greatest speeches of all time. You can see your phone. That's yes, great. you have it there yeah. in front of you. I okay. I would like you to do the first like three sentences in priest voice from the Gettysburg Address by Abraham Link- Lincoln. Okay. I'm going to try to do this. Okay. It's hard. I got to think about. There's people in front of me. There's an altar here, maybe an ambo. Mm, get into the zone. I always pause for a long time before I start preaching, but I won't do that because that's not good for podcasting. Fondly do we hope. Fervently do we pray that this mighty scourge of war may speedily pass away. Yet, if God wills that it continue until all wealth is piled up by the bondsman's 250 years, of unrequested toil shall be sunk, and until every drop of blood drawn with the lash shall be paid by another drawn with the sword. This is actually hard because I don't know what he's saying. (laughs) (laughs) But it sounds like I know that it's the Gettysburg Address, but like the content of it is vaguely Christian. So it's like, I I was just (laughs) ported to a mass. I'm laughing my butt off because it's like, this is exactly what most homilies sound like. You're droning on. I don't understand what's happening, but you sound like it. Like when you said drop of blood, I'm like, oh, we're at the music prayer. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That sounded like an important three words. So I had to emphasize those. It's very Uh, funny. Okay. (laughs) so we're gonna we're gonna take turns okay um i i now have another one here this is from uh i I want you to pick a voice for me i'm making you do a couple voices i want you to pick a verse for me it uh, it could be something that we've talked about already today or it could be a new one that you would like for me to try uh so this (laughs) is uh yeah i'll tell you what it is after what do you what would you like i want you to be like your your uh youth pastor uh youth minister trying just so hard to be relatable like you're, you, 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 you're just, you're just, you're one of the kids, man, just like you. And you're like, but, but guys, Jesus is really cool. Like he's just so cool guys. Uh, okay. Like I want to so go I'm, for that energy. I'm not going to be able to just read this. I'm going to have to ad lib some here too. All right. <laughs> That's all right guys. So, uh, you know, there's this guy and like, uh, you know, if we could just stand up to him, like all of Europe, I mean, heck, maybe even all the world may be free and the life of the world may move forward into broad sunlit uplands. You know about the sun. You were just on that spring break trip. But if we fail, <laughs> then the whole world, including our United States, the good U.S. of A., including all that we have known and cared for, we're going to sink into the dark ages, guys. Your cell phones aren't going to work. It's going to be terrible. You're going to lose your Snapchat streak. 
A new dark age made more sinister. Ooh, scary word. That'd be good for your SAT. And perhaps more protracted by the lights of perverted science. Don't tell your parents I said that word. Naughty. Let us therefore brace ourselves to the duties and so become ourselves that if the British Empire and the Commonwealth last for a thousand years, men will say, this was our finest hour. So as we go into this adoration, may this be our finest hour. Amen. Let's bow our heads. Wow, I never heard Winston Churchill be so relatable before. I Did I say that it was Winston Churchill? No, that sounds like Winston Churchill. Oh, yeah, it's speak. 100% Winston Churchill talking about Hitler. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I, I kind of pieced that together. Uh, yeah, I, I love that. That was very, very good. Uh, it, it's funny, the youth the youth pastor voice is like, it's trying to be self-aware, but it goes so overboard that it's completely unself-aware of how right. dumb it sounds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like, hey, we're just talking. We're having to talk. Hey, look, at words mean things, and that's funny. And like, hey, you know, and hey, I know you. I'm we just, have a relationship. You know, we we have one yeah. inside joke together. Yeah, 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 I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Last night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't you want to have inside jokes with me? Because I'm the pastor and I'm I'm really cool. So you want to have inside jokes with me too? We better listen up. You know, it's just like, oh. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna send you another one. What voice would you like to do this one in? Something uh, along the lines of this of this conversation we've been having. Do you want to you want to get out of priest voice? Or you want to stick with it? Uh, I want to get out. Of, I mean, I let's see if I can do a different voice. I I mean, what do you think? Okay, let's, I'm willing to try something new. Let's try to do this one as a good Father Anthony preaching. Like this is this is you as a what seven eight seven eight year priest eight, eight this yeah, year right? seven years working on eight. Yep, yeah, uh, eight years of, of priesthood, eight years of getting away from priest voice, eight years of trying to make this your own homily. Well, I guess we won't say homily. I guess this would be closest to the gospel. Obviously, we're not saying this is the gospel. Yeah, but it's something that you're reading. I don't want you don't have to ad lib this one, but just read this one yeah. as Father Anthony reading the gospel. You know, you're not. It's not a joke, but it's not right priest voice. Here we go. Uh, just the highlighted part of what I sent you. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. <clears throat> and so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. My fellow citizens of the world, ask not what America will do for you, but what together we can do for the freedom of man. Finally, whether you are citizens of America or citizens of the world, ask us here the same high standards of strength and sacrifice which we ask of you. With a good conscience, our only sure reward, with history the final judge of our deeds, let us go forth and lead the land we have, asking his blessing and his help, but knowing that here on earth, God's work must truly be our own. That's kind the of how I try to read the gospel. JFK. Yeah. Thanks try to make it sound like prez. something. <laughs> it's weird to say the words of a serial adulterer in my gospel. Whoa, place. I didn't know. I, I wasn't aware. Happy birthday. He's not a great. Anthony. He's not a great. He was not a great Catholic, guys. I, I know we had him up on in all of our. You know Catholic who else wasn't not, great and had a pretty bad past? Paul. What? He wrote two thirds of the New Testament, so maybe yeah, he got a better. <laughs> he got better though. If they got killed, though, there's that. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I I feel very bad about this. Sorry, JFK. I don't. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You're hating on the one one uh, closest to Catholic we've ever gotten. (laughs) Did you know he got like a bunch of like Jesuit priests to try to figure out a way where he could be Catholic and support um, abortion? Like he actually like tried to do that thing. He's he's not a good Catholic. People these days don't even need help. They just do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. At least Biden's more honest about it. He's like, I don't care. <laughs> they, don't, they don't even ask a priest. They're like, yeah, this is what it is. All right. Yeah, this is um, All right. Let's do. Let's do one more. This is how we're going to close our show today. Yeah. Um. I, I'm gonna. Re- I'm gonna read one more here. And what voice would you like me to read this in, my friend? Uh this is. I'm sure you've experienced this. It's. It's. You know. You. We've asked the teens to share their experience of adoration. And this team should not be holding a microphone because he's too emotionally vulnerable <laughs> right now. <laughs> and he really wants everyone to know how amazing Jesus is. But he's kind of like not in a good place to say that right now. Uh, well, guys, when I first came to this retreat, I didn't really want to come. You know, um, I, I, you know, I, was, I really wanted to spend some time with my girlfriend. But um, I've cherished the ideal of a, of a retreat, of a democratic and a free society You know, here at this retreat. Um, in which all persons will live better in harmony and with equal opportunities. And I really think that that's what, this, that's what church is all about. Uh, it's an ideal for which I hope to live for and I hope to see realized, you know, maybe I'll still be Catholic on Tuesday. But my Lord, if it needs be, if, it's, it, if it is an ideal for which I am prepared to die. 
drops Mike, walks away. That <laughs> <laughs> was Nelson Mandela at your local Catholic oh. retreat. <laughs> there you go. Now, see, you did a different thing. You did like like the teen who's like wants to like say something, but is still like holding back. Do you have you experienced that teen where like they're 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 about to like cry and they're trying desperately to have everyone feel what they're feeling in that moment? And they don't. They they should not be holding a microphone. You have to like pull it away from them, but you feel bad about it because they're in such an intense place. You know what I'm talking I, about? I, I see. I see. I, I have experienced. I have experienced that. What I've experienced yeah. more as a retreat yeah. leader is someone who shouldn't have the microphone because they're clearly not Catholic, which is kind of what I was playing <laughs> on with this. Yeah, it's like, that was that was just, excellent. This version is all of that. just about freedom and equity, and you know maybe we should all just care. And also, I'm yeah. prepared to die. And then they give me back the microphone. I'm just like. What am I supposed to do? What? <laughs> what? what? Are you? What? Wait, so as you were saying it, that's all I could picture was Nelson Mandela Beautiful. walking in as a, a teenager and being like, what? Did he just say he's prepared to die? We need to check on him. Like, <laughs> yeah, so we're going to talk to him. Yeah, exactly. So uh, anyway, I hope this was a fun experiment. I hope this, uh, like for me, what it, what it really did was like, one, I think it made me, because th- I knew I was going to talk with this about you. I think you've gotten a lot better at it. I think uh, I have, the people that I've most copied from actually aren't Catholic when it comes to podcasting. It's like the Colin Cowherds of the world and mm-hmm. the Malcolm Gladwells of the world. Like a lot of their, a lot of how I do the show is inspired by how they do their shows. And I don't necessarily yeah. talk like them, but I think the one thing that I thought you were going to say that you did not say that I think is 100% true mm. is I podcast like I listen to podcasts. 1.5 speed, everybody. I'm way faster than everybody else. But that's just how my life is. I'm louder and my brain is moving faster than I think most other people's are. I didn't say better. I just said faster. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's our show. Father Anthony, thanks for hanging out today. This is fun. My pleasure. Good show. All right. I'm a wrestling fan and you are you don't do priest voice anymore. And I just yell the good news at people. That's our show. I'm Taylor Troll. That's Father McCath, McCathany Sharapa. He'll be back in a month. I'll be back next week. See ya. <laughs>